Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Rev. Nicholas Barrett. Hello friends, it's Nicholas. We're going to have a a great show today. It's the only day we have and the only moment we have and the only show we have. So we're going to commit to having really a great show. You're on the wonderful New Dimensions platform. You can connect here live each Wednesday, which is 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, or by going onto the iTunes platform and searching New Dimensions. Make sure you put the S in. But we're all here really for the first time in this moment. That's the equalizer. It's a brand new moment in our lives. None of us have been here before. So even those of you who will be listening on iTunes at a later date, we we have a large audience, both live that listen to this show, but a lot of people around the country and around the world cannot access access it at this time. So whenever you listen to this on iTunes, it'll be a first time for you as well in that moment in space because eternity just moves in a straight line. We're already coming up to almost November, so time really moves, and we just have a a series of moments, because the moment we were in when we first started the show was a moment, and the moment we're in now is a moment. So the word really I want to put in for a moment is potential. We think about the the moment we're in very often, we, we don't think of that. We just get lost in the routine of the day just moving around, just going through it, expediting the things we have to do, which are where they're very important. We have important, a myriad of facets in our life. It's multifaceted, the modern day life in particular, because we have a lot more things going on. Electronically, people communicate in different ways than they used to. So there's a lot of stuff happening and media and all of these other things. So all that has come before is behind you. And all all that is to come, your potential is packaged like a gift ready to be opened in front of you. So the potential is always going to be in your step ahead. So it has full potential. You know, I could stay here in this moment for the rest of the show and would be inspired, but we need to keep stepping forward. We need to get stepping forward like the um, logo on the, the homepage, K2 Mountain. In order to move forward, you have to keep progressing. It's a step-by-step life. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So it's important to embrace the moment, but also be aware that it's powerful because those, those are the seeds that you're setting that will bring future fruit to your life. So we're moving really into uncertain times. You know, we have a political election here in the United States. We're speaking to a worldwide audience. Wherever you are, welcome. Thank you for making this time important, making it important for you to be here Your time is very important to me. There's obviously many, many other things you could be doing, but you've chosen to make this a time to spend. So I'm really grateful for you. Thank you for making it happen. Thank you, obviously, firstly, to God for making this happen. And then secondly, obviously, for you being here. So an economy that's seemingly booming, or so it would seem, we have new buildings, stock market, new buildings really everywhere. There's been a big increase in building and stock markets, but I'm noticing a troubling undercurrent of anger in people, of isolation, of apathy, discouragement, and a search for meaning. So the boom bubble has an an easy look of fragility to it. 
We've been living high on the hog, draining the ecosystem, living in a sense of entitlement, as though we can continue to make withdrawals without putting back deposits. Because whenever, whatever you take something out has to be replaced, even with a crop. When you're picking the fruit, in order to have that for future years, you need to be replacing back what you're putting in. So for abundance, we always have to remember we've got to put it back. But even culturally, we've been adding to our stewardship, but not really stepping up in our game to be able to be good stewards of what we've added. We're entering an epoch in our lives that will present unique challenges, but I'm not going to dwell in those challenges. I feel that with those challenges, we have unique opportunity. So how you come out on the other side will very much depend on where you're putting your future. Are you putting it in fear or are you putting it on faith? Whenever you're going on a journey, the outcome, if it's fear-based, will very much determine how you come out of that journey. If it's faith-based, yes, you'll go through some knocks, you'll go through some challenges, but you'll not be beaten up and tired. You'll come out with a positive direction. You'd have achieved some positive things from that because everything that comes against us presents us with a a decision. We can either take it as a setback or as an opportunity. So how you come through it really depends on how you go into something. So that's the single most question really for you to be aware of at this time. How you think and what you focus on will determine really the, the coming journey. You know, I believe it's important to be conscious that our thoughts really create our reality. With virtually all of your actions coming from, un, from our unconscious thoughts, and through time have become your way of thinking. And our way of thinking becomes our way of living. So even your impulses are triggered by a learned way of thinking. It is true that the conditioned mind is the source of all my problems and all of your problems. You know, I feel I need to talk to you this way, you know, to stay relevant at this moment in time and not give you a skewed look through the illusion of rose-tinted glasses. You know, the world is great. The test is always going to be in us, its inhabitants, its people. As in our free will, we get to choose what we make of it. I can put it to you this way. God gives you the gift, which is your life, and what you do with it becomes your gift back to him. You know, this really sums it up for me. Paul wrote a letter um, in Philippi, and in Philippians 4.8. It was a church, actually, in Philippi. Philippians 4.8 sums it all up, friends. I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. So really the quality, and this really sums it up, the quality of your journey is all dependent really upon your focus. So let's get into the title for this week. I have a fun title. It's called Living Without Walls. So what does it mean to live a life without walls? What does it mean to you to have spiritual maturity, to live a life without the burdens of limitation and stress? You know, what's the purpose of me doing so far over 50 hours of podcasts and thousands of hours of preparation? Well, let's find out. You know, we've traveled through many of these podcasts together and we're here now beginning a new journey. Even if it's your first time here, there is a purpose for me doing what I'm doing and for you to be listening. Whether you've listened to New Dimensions one time, a thousand times, or this is your very first time, we all come on board with a unified goal to have the life God intended for us and really to make the world a better place. So really, regardless of your beliefs, we all have this commonality. 
we want a better life, a better way of living. So wherever you are, I'm believing in wherever you are, whoever you are in the world, that really is the common goal we all have. That's the common defining factor. We need to take a hold that it's a new day for your destiny, your relationships, your thoughts and dreams. Everything is going to be different. Let's use this moment to be the most significant in our lives because the, the most significant really is this moment. By taking ownership of your thoughts and actions today, you, you, to have a full, full, the fullest life, you need to be living it, not just thinking why it's not different. Many of us look at our lives and critique it. Well, this is how my life is. This is how it is. But that's really not going to change it. We can live in apathy. I always say we can, the pick can live in the mud and that becomes its default mode. But we have a choice. It takes awareness. It also takes faith. It takes persistence. It takes a lot of effort to, to change. Remaining state is much easier. It doesn't really revolt, it require any action. It can require a lot of complaining and uh, apathy, but at the same time, that's not really going to give you the best life. It's going to give you a life of mediocrity, a life of resignation. And I see that really in a lot of us. You've just got to go through attrition to get better. Very simply, just like a diamond goes through nutrition, uh, attrition, uh, you know, uh, gold goes through heat. So my prayer really is to start a fire by lighting a spark in you that will soon burn as a wild forest fire. So let's now live to a new level of well-being and richness. Mark 1.3 tells us, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. So what this really means is that you'll face opposition in this world. Your life will face opposition that will try and impede your progress, but that God will equip you by preparing the straight path to go forward, even when you think there is no way. You know, we all have dreams and goals, but it's the challenges and life circumstances that at times blur our vision on the journey to them. Yes, we all have these desires, but a lot of us don't get there because the challenges come and they're basically more than we can handle. Circumstances come that distract our attention and basically deprioritize what was once a priority. So, when you keep your eyes focused on really on the one that's greater than you and gave you life, you, you, it, it's, it's all tangible. It becomes tangibly possible to work with what you have. This was a time, this scripture was written when John the Baptist was proclaiming God and the creation of the world. So such as the corruption in the world, there the was great opposition to his process. His process requ required op opposition. So he took care really to prepare the way for the Lord. So he thought himself un unworthy basically of taking on these tasks. So the most eminent really saints have always been the most humble. So what this really means is that in life very often the resistance to our progress is too much for us to handle. And instead of getting angry, discouraged or cynical, we need to reduce ourselves so God can then increase himself. The best in life is not in us becoming more uh, as we've been really led to think, but it's in us becoming less so the path that God has set for your individual life can be walked upon smoothly and with less resistance. We get a lot of resistance because we're trying to fight the circumstance rather than just go with it to know that that's our plan and will be provided for. So all your paths will be made straight. So that's really why many of us are unhappy, stressed, overwhelmed, you know, with their work and their home life because we struggle thinking that we need to be more. We always think we need to defeat it. And in reality, we never feel that we're enough. 
So we never feel we're enough. So we have to turn to all kinds of things to cope with life antidepressants, alcohol, all of these things, because we can never be enough because these circumstances are sudden very often and beyond our control. You can't control circumstances, but you can change the way ultimately you handle them. So I always say, give over and let God take over. Isaiah 43, 19, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do not perceive it. And Psalm 27, I love this one, light, space, zest, that's God. So with him on my side, I'm fearless, afraid of no one and, and nothing. And that really how it was how John the Baptist proclaimed that. He relied on God to prepare the path. He humbled himself, not thinking he was worthy to prepare the, the way for the Lord. But at the same time, God gave him, he provided for him. So when he took him into the world, he took care of him and sent him out to on his way. So very often we need to just become less, and I've known this in my walk too, become less because when we're trying to do it ourselves, we come up against a lot of resistance and stress. And that's really what resistance and stress is. Stress is worrying about an outcome you can't control, and resistance is trying to resist circumstances as opposed to work them. So many times we turn our disappointments and experiences into living a life within a wall. We determine our abilities out of that and then how we live our life based on a false perception based off of those disappointments. You know, we put a timetable on our efforts and then align all our focus and the duration of that focus and effort on a result in a time frame that makes sense to us. It has to be sensible and logical to us. So we start off full of passion in the potential. And then when we think nothing is happening, we start to get discouraged and despondent. We lose our enthusiasm and focus. And many of us really give up altogether. You know, when we go into, we then go into the next thing thinking that this will make all the difference. You know, it may, but it usually, it will not as the same cycle will just keep repeating itself. So we get trapped into thinking that we need the job that we're doing to survive. And to make it through to the end of our lives, we draw the identity, our entire identity of our life based upon the job or the thing we do. This translates really to you working to live as opposed to living through God for his unique plan and purpose for your individual life. We get stuck really thinking we won't be enough to fulfill our real dreams. Or worse still, most of us don't even try because we think that our message, our talents, or our purpose is not good enough, not as good as others. It will not be heard. So we nullify ourselves so much that we, we don't even step out to where we have been prepared to go, to where God has prepared the path. We nullify ourselves so much that we don't even continue. We stumble and fail. This is why it took 40 years to go from Exodus to the promised land. Human nature has always been this way. That's why I always say people tell me the Bible is old fashioned. It's not because it's dealing with circumstances. It's dealing with love, relationships, fears, death, tragedy, changing life circumstances, and also with human nature. We want to step back. That's why it takes us so long. And in truth, many of us don't think we have what it takes to do the job, to move out of another job, Maybe we're in our 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s, and we think, oh, nobody's going to hear me. I, I'm, people even tell me this. I don't feel my purpose is strong enough. That's because we've nullified ourselves and we're not focusing on God. We're really scared of not being accepted, not being able to control something, 
or being uncomfortable in a yet unseen field. It's an unproven field because we're going into something new. We've got nothing to draw from. So we're relying very much on the seen realm. But in, in spirituality, to be mature, we know the best is in the unseen realm. So we really have to change our way of thinking. And I'm, this is what I'm trying to push across in this segment, the message. The message is you need to trust the unseen, not just be visually referenced, because the visually referenced thing will keep your life behind the wall. So most of the time we, we decide to stay in the job, not because we like it so much, as much as we fear losing it. It's because we attach the job to us being able to exist. It's the mind and the enemy that has sold you this lie that your life is your job. Living this way can only bring you more of the same. You know, I thought this way. I thought this way for many, many years. This is why I can speak into it. I thought this way until God revealed the light, or really rather, the light's always there. It just takes us so long to be present. What, what God did in the promise, on the walk to the promised land, at night he would provide fire and in daytime cloud cover to keep the people cooler. But very often we don't see, we don't see the open door because we're so focused on the doors we think we can't get through or doors that have closed that have really been alleyways or junctions for us to be able to go to another door that will open. But we're so focused on that negative and not being able to do something. I haven't seen it before. We'll see it to believe it. All of these modern idioms come out because that's how we are. We're visually referenced if we're not really mature in the spirit realm. So I'm going to give you an example. You know, a person can decide they want to expand their business. Let's say they're in a consulting business. So they go off searching for a web developer. They then hire and pay the developer thousands of dollars only to still have a template on the website five or six years later. This is a true story. It, it's the person has that dream, but because maybe they've suffered childhood abuse, maybe they've been told they're not good enough, they felt unloved, and that's really where it's coming from. If I feel I'm unloved, then whenever I try and set up a new business, I feel that no one's going to like me, I'm not going to be good enough. So you really need to focus on God who tells you you're more than enough. You are a conqueror. You're creating his image and likeness, and you can do all things through him who strengthens you. So again, it's, it's focus like we spoke at the beginning of the show. It's all about focus. You know, a person can hate their job and have been planning to get a professional resume, but they seem to never quite, they seem to be swimming towards getting one, but they're always never quite reached the shore. God wants to help me with some of this today. This is resistance. You know, these are two examples I can give you out of hundreds of God dreams that may never get fulfilled because the fear of the unknown, not being enough, not getting others approval, or just putting your life behind walls. We really have to, it always requires, to get to the next level requires a, an elevation of us. We have to go and really elevate the faith to trust the unseen. Just like me with the ministry, I was doing a consultancy job five years ago, I've had no income since 2012. I've been financing books and ministry because I know I'm being led by God. But at the same time, I'm handing it over to faith. In truth, we don't know the next moment because if we did, we wouldn't need faith. We wouldn't actually need God. If we knew the rest of our journeys, how everything would fall into place, whether we'd have money for coffee at Starbucks when we're 18 years old and pay our last um, cable bill before we died – we wouldn't really need it, but it, it really we need the faith to enhance and improve our lives. So 
2 Corinthians 5, 7, for example, tells us, for we live by believing and not by seeing. And think about this, really. We're going to come to a break soon, but think about this. When you open your door to leave your home in the morning, you've not seen, but you have the faith that you'll be okay when you open the door. In the same way to get to the next level in your life, it will require something that is yet unseen to then become manifest into the seen realm in your life. You know, your life is not behind the wall, but your thinking can put it there. God gave you all things, not at their potential, but full of their potential. It always requires a stepping out from you, just like Peter had to step into the water, just like it requires a stepping out, David with the stone, all of these things. It's your, if your faith is firmly in God, it will always come to pass. So don't let fear rob you of his best, of your best life. I remind myself that a rice farmer often plants in times of flooding with the belief that we'll have an abundant crop in due season. So getting to the next level requires conquering the unseen. And this message is for somebody, as even the next second, as I say, is unseen. Matthew 6, 26 tells us, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet the heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? So that gives you the perspective there that you're provided for, but it depends where your focus is. So faith really is your down payment for everything. We're going to take a break and I look forward to seeing you in the second segment. It's been great speaking to you guys. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to share success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Hear about personal growth, building a better business, inspirational life stories, and personal branding. You'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Welcome back after the break. I hope you enjoyed the first segment we're now going in. We're talking about a life behind, a life without walls. Is our focus really will determine, we talked all about focus will determine our journey. So you'll face opposition and your disappointments and experiences 
very often we perceive those and we edit our lives and live our lives out by them. So we're, I hope you're having fun with this one. It's really about all about focus and that really will determine how the choices you make, the decisions you make, and really the shape of your the rest of your life, how your life is going to shape out. Because if your focus is fear, a lot of things that were set for your life, very simply, you'll not even start them. Or if you start them, you'll give up. And this really, I feel this very strongly for people. Some of us are about to get a breakthrough, whether it's having a child, finding a partner, a business, a new business, even a health breakthrough. But we stop believing before we can manifest the blessing. And I feel that. I get that opposition as well because the greater your purpose, the greater your adversary. I mean, there's dark and light in the world. And very often we let the dark take over when we feel we can't get the result that we're looking for, that we can't get the blessing. God is waiting with that blessing. But it's ultimately your mindset. It's your focus. That's why I told you the most important thing to remember, if you remember nothing else about this show, faith is your down payment to everything. So I asked the question, what does this new life look like? How do I live a life with my potential instead of merely dreaming about it and keeping my life behind the wall? What does a life of spiritual maturity look like? We talk a lot about, you know, podcasts. We talk about sermons. We talk about books. We talk about courses. But what really does this life look like? We, we spend a lot of time talking about how we can get to it, but not a lot of time talking how it how it looks. I mean, if you view your body as a mosaic of living cells, I'm going to give you an overview of how it looks. If you view your body as a mosaic of living cells, you can take a hold of the reality that all things are working together for your good. I mean, your vascular system can wrap around the world two and a half times. So if you are not a magnificent miracle for a higher purpose, why would you have been created so miraculously? So each of these cells in your body is created to assist the others to work together to a higher level. Millions are dying to give off and give birth to other cells to take their place. So the system creates a shift, a radical change from one order coming in and another order dying. So it's a constant process of renewal. This paradigm is in, in existence to advance all things in our human bodily organism. We are the interface of connectedness to all that is present by our thoughts and actions, which are working as a collective ripple in the vastness of the Milky Way and universe beyond. All things are now aligned for your good. You are no longer living a life in duality with the world around you, but find yourself living in coexistence, in unity. And that rewards you with inner peace, joyousness, and contentment. That's why so many of us and not experiencing peace, joy, and contentment because we're not aligned with the world. We're living in separation because we don't realize that we're created in creation. So we live our life as individuals. It's the way we've been conditioned. And that's why there is so much stress, fear, and anger worldwide today because we've, we've really, we're not living with the, with the whole idea and getting our heads around how we were created. You know, you're probably thinking, sitting there thinking, what's that got to do with me? It's got everything to do with you because your mind, body and soul, an intertwining masterpiece made up of a myriad of parts that now flow from the estuary of your heart. So that impacts your spirit being of you as a person. This is then manifest into a fine ballet of the bodily system of the mental spirit life of a person. So it's a trinity that meshes all things to come together. 
So when we balance all these functioning parts, we harmonize and fine-tune ourselves to be no longer a fragmented and weakened product of our life's experiences. We're, We're no longer identifying in our life's experiences and setbacks. Instead, we were empowering ourselves to be functioning in being, and what that really means in the full potential that God created you in his likeness, to go on and lead a life that was intended for each one of us, not one that we've settled to, not one that we have apathy, not one that we've made mediocre, not one that we've minimized ourselves. So we're no longer a product of our circumstances as we now stand in a victor of what we've come through. And and think about it, what you've come through to even be listening to this moment, you've overcome it. But to define yourself by it is wrong because you are made in God's image and likeness. So most of us become a diluted version as we go along of what God intended. We have let life define who we are when it's really God that made you again in his spirit, image, and likeness. So some of us need really to awaken to our true identity. Remember, as I said, gold is perfected by heat, diamonds by attrition, and people through challenges and trials. We can go back to the Amorites. We can go back to the promised land. All of these things are from challenges and trials. We can go to Jesus from the death, three days on the cross, coming down as God in the flesh with the Holy Spirit, which became the Trinity, the Father had, God had, the Son, and then the Holy Spirit. But that became the better part. So even he had to go, he sent his very son actually to do this, to conquer the very thing we fear most, which is death, so we can also be raised up. So very often, you've got to go through that process. That That's the way the world was was in t- made. And, and it is, it's designed really to make you a better version of you. Yes, the hard times in particular, don't move away from the hard times, move through them. And I'm noticing this, and I'm really staying on this a bit because I'm noticing this very strongly with people. They're relying on the election results. They're relying, but you know what? We've had Democrats and Republicans over the hundreds of years. It doesn't really make a change just as people because we've now, the quality of life has become worse because we've really moved away from our identity. And I'm not taking, I'm not getting involved with politics because I don't believe that is the solution to all of these things of separation, to ISIS, to racism, to things we have in America. I believe really people are and renewing of the minds are. If we all, if we all identify in our creator, which is love, it's very hard to have all of these evil thoughts when you're identified in that. So that's all I'm going to say on that. It's not an individual, but it's people that resemble the likeness of God that will create the shift. It needs to, it's quite clearly a shift. The transformational shift needs to happen. It's by process. It's not an event. So why does living life, you may be asking me as an individual, make, why does it make my life so hard, you may be asking. You know, in our childhoods, we were taught the game of I. It's a learned behavior because you were born in God's likeness, which means connectedness to all that was, all that is today, and all that will come. We have then been well prepared to go on a lonely road called ego, called the self of life, the addiction of self. We have this prevalent everywhere. I'm sure wherever you are in the world, you can relate to this. You can see it. People are on, even people going out for dinner, they're all on their mobile devices. People are addicted to self, looking in mirrors and just very, very selfish, even by, and look at the, the driving also as well, taking lanes, reacting, anger on the roads, nobody gives way. This is because and very often we get that way as a default mode. We're unhappy living that way. 
because you can see very few people are smiling. They're unhappy living that way, but they become conditioned to live that way. This is why it's important to hear not just this show, but to read and focus your ears and your eyes, because that's the only way we can learn on things that will spark an awareness. I can only make a change if, if something happens. I could, if, if there's a bad smell in a room, if by putting a spraying an air freshener, that little spray can sometimes impact the entire room. Same thing when you're li- with your life. A grenade is very small, but very destructive. A thought can be one thought that can create a racist, a serial killer, someone who neglects their children, someone who beats dogs, that's all being seeded from the seeded form. It's all being seeded from a thought. So let's not dispel, oh, Reverend Nicholas is saying, have these thoughts. Yes, very important. It's the small things that become the big, but the problem is we're so focused on looking for the big changes that we feel we can't do the big, but if you do the small, eventually you'll be doing the big. So this has led to a life of striving, you know, for personal achievement, conquests, acclaim, the approval of others. All of this is ego self-living. I either had somebody tell me the other day, they're a manager of a large company, I'm battling all of these egos. And I said, no, no, your mind is battling these egos. But this is how a lot of us have been conditioned in our default mode to think we're subconsciously living. It's really the implicit as opposed to the explicit. What was overt has become covert because that becomes our way of operating. So very often, this way of living makes us feel totally alone. It makes us depressed and isolated. Our modern-day connectivity theory has reared up as a serpent, really, against us and become our pain of disconnectedness. When you connect to God and your spiritual maturity, in the same way as a caterpillar transformed into a butterfly from what it once was, you now have transformed into, from what you were, into your true spirit being. And I always... We're born in God's spirit and likeness, but we get lost on the path of life. Just how I use that transformative thing about the caterpillar, metamorphosis, metamorphosis going from one quality to another quality. Very often we become a caterpillar away from God's likeness once we leave the womb because we're so conditioned by the media, by friends, by the committee of our mind. And that is the most detrimental. The mind follows us wherever we go. The media, we can simply switch the radio off, choose not to open the computer or choose not to put the television on. We can get away from media, but the mind can follow you in a Hawaiian vacation, an Alaskan vacation, a a, a Chinese Beijing vacation. The mind can follow you, and that's the worst one. It's so conditioning, and it feeds the ego. So the better version of your life will always require a metamorphosis by you, just like the caterpillar became a butterfly, requires a manifestation by you. God can't do it for you. And I will say say that you can pray as much as you like, but unless there's a shift in you because of your free will, God can't do it. Faith really positions you and to receive all that God's laid out for you. He's the alpha and the omega, the start, the beginning and the end. He has it ready for you, but in order for you to get it, you've got to go through that process. You've got to step out. He's just not going to serve it up because then you wouldn't need him and you wouldn't need the faith. So it's always a movement in us that will take us to a higher level of living. So when you do that, you would have moved really to a new level of living, not dictated or molding to fit into cultural norms and paradigms, 
you don't have to please other people, you are free as you're no longer trapped to the pursuit of pleasure um, and storing and building for self. You're no longer trapped in controlling people or battling egos at work. You're no longer controlling to win or get a sale because you know that you're provided for. You're now living in creation as opposed to separation. You know, we're always aware that following an ego really is a choice. It's not the only choice available to you. So you'll be aware of that. Gone are the days of competing and fighting for the things that you need. Or is there, there is an inner calm that you discover within yourself as you're now connected to your own story. When I'm connected, it's like when I put my GPS on in my car. I know that whatever circumstance I go through, whatever roadblock, whatever construction I encounter, I know that because I've set my destination on Siri, I've or on my navigation, I have trust in that navigation. Same way when I'm no longer in ego and in separation, when I'm joined back to God, I've set my GPS on his plan. So I no longer need to control people. I no longer need to be driven by my ego. I no longer need to driven, be driven by my fear, label myself by my job, not do my resume, not do my website, because I realize that all of these things were con- conditioned from the ego, from separation. So when you're no longer driven by competing, you're on a course to build not, o- not only yourself, but your family, your friends, and the world around you. But you become a much more effective person. Efficient could mean storing up for self. Effective means you're making an impact. You're being used and, and living your life in and through God. So you're not now living in fear because someone may get something before you as you know you have what you need to complete your life. So you no longer live a certain way just because many people are doing it. Very often, if a lot of people are doing something, we do it. You're no longer going to let the world steal your story by playing to its melody. You're no longer a product of your life, but a product of the creation of God living to your full purpose. So you are the change to your environment and not the environment, the change in you. So it's in this bodily metamorphosis that we're no longer living, as I say, in a separate state due to that overwhelming drive of the ego. Those two things compete. It can only cause the breaking down of your purpose as it survives through striving of getting, competing, beating to then break down to eventually imploding because you can never do it. So you're built up really from the inside out. While there is always a need you know, for you to acknowledge the reality that Evil, or call it the ego, will always be a present part of us because we are in separation. You will no longer compete with it in a futile attempt to thwart it. But instead, let the newness in you be driven by God's intuition, his intention, and, and, and his abilities, not your human separation and frailty. So, as I say, the caterpillar becoming a butterfly is a product of change, as I say, from one form becoming to another. So the change will always be on the inside of you so you can see things on the outside differently. That really predicate the changes on the things outside. With the ego and the desire integral but kept in balance, you have to balance it. There's no longer a dueling of purpose. They're no longer competing. But now uses calls to sustain the new level of living within you. So we'll always have to be. You know, the world is in you Everything is in you. However, you're not veiled in it because you've realized that you are going to be the change in it. 
It's out of this growing awareness that will predicate the constant renewal of your mind and your focus. So we're about to take a break, and I look forward to talking to you in the next segment. It's been great. Hoping, hope I'm helping some people there. It's been great doing this. See you soon. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Make Life Work with Kathy Ellis is a mix of insights into human behavior about how we shape the culture and the culture that traps us and ideas on how to get out of our own way. Kathy has plenty to talk about from becoming true individuals to growing as a society. And she has some ideas for making business work, how family work, relationships work, and even how to get the kids to literally do more work. How to Make Life Work. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Women in sport has come a long way in a reasonably short time. In the 1950s, most women's sport was casual, recreational competition, followed by snacks or a light lunch. Today, women's sport is competitive, powerful, and in the mainstream. Whether it's collegiate, Olympics, or professional leagues, tune in to Women and Sport, The Long Road Up, where you'll discover the path that women's sport has taken over the past 50 years and more. Featuring your host, Carol A. Oglesby. Listen Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America empowerment follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment you are tuned in to new dimensions to reach reverend nicholas or his guests today please call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello, welcome back for the third and final segment. I don't call it the final because the final is always the beginning. What we hear is what we take with us. So really the beginning starts when something ends. It's been great doing this. I just want to thank God for giving me the heart and just the passion to do this. I hope you enjoy them as much as I enjoy sharing with you. Today hasn't been as organized as usual because God's been leading me. Just a lot of things we've had to say. We've started off about how we develop our life. We, we Our disappointments and experiences become really the editing of our story and how that's in separation to God and how that really gives us a limited life. It puts our life really within walls and Then I talked about what is the purpose of all of these podcasts or spiritual programs or learning or awareness things or shows that we shows. It could be shows, things you read. It could be visual as well as auditory. What is the purpose? And I'm talking really about in the second segment about how not competing in the ego will create a life of abundance because it's in connectivity to all that was, all that is, and all that will be, rather than one of striving and trying to struggle to maintain an identity through the job we do. And of course, the mind telling us we can't do things, which then keeps us stuck in this holding pattern, and how very often we don't get to the best because we're relying on the scene to 
be something we have as a reference point. And I referred to all of these things, to Jesus on the cross, became in three days, became greater, David with the stone. All of these things manifested in the unseen, even in Luke with the five loaves and two fish fed um, you know, 5,000 men, but it was really with children, probably 15,000 people, they had 12 baskets left. What it really means is when my focus is not worldly on fear, on who's going to win the election, on um, what are people doing and all the badness that's going on, we have no solution when we're focused on that because we're merely walking with the sheep in the field. But when we can focus on God, we're proactive Yes, it's hideous what's happening and heinous, but at the same time, we become change agents because our illumination comes from above. We're not in the fire, we're above the fire. Doesn't mean we're better. It actually means we've taken less of us, which is the conditioning of the ego, and put more of God. It's not about being better, not about religion. It's about love, but it's about living to your true purpose and identity. Religion is just a, a, a human manifestation of God. It's done again to control and, dive, and diversify, weaken, and separate. So joint in unity is everybody together. So it's a message really of togetherness that I bring, a message of love, togetherness. Um, if you want to purchase the book i have a book called with an affiliate of random house get out of mind jail it will cover these things in greater detail you can go to amazon and just do a search get out of mind jail you can kindle it you can download it hard back it soft back it there's many many ways of getting it it's for really the investment of a sandwich or a cup of coffee at starbucks and you can have something that you can reference um I wrote it in a dark time in my life when I was actually speaking at my mother's life celebration, her funeral. She died tragically from a crash, but that did prevent me from completing it because, and somebody may be listening who's lost a husband or lost someone you've been with for a long time or something's changed. Your story, you can never get out of your story. God's has the start, the middle and the end. It's going to end, but at the same time, don't let these things be, let them be a opportunities and not setbacks that keep you in a wall. And I just want to give you that. I'm feeling it for somebody. Do not let those things define you. You're separate. You were given life by God, in God, and through God. And you're basically going back to to him. Ashes from dust to dust, back to dust. So you are you. Those other things were part of your walk, but they're not you. Let, Let me just elucidate it that way. So we were talking about the spirit life. You know, the world is in you, and however, you're not veiled by it because you realize that you're a change master, and we no longer have to conform to the world. So the patterns, conforming to worldly patterns will always separate you from your true purpose and calling because very simply, the distractions and the negativity and the mind's capability will be, will be too, too strong. So when you're in your true purpose – with a new focus, you'll ultimately determine the destination for your life. You will finish your human journey. Your human journey contains really countless steps, but your spiritual journey only has one, the step you're taking right now. So as this awareness grows, you realize that the step you're in right now is a container to the next dimension. And then within those, your destination becomes revealed, the end of your journey. Ultimately, within this type of posture, you can get a better grasp and comprehension of God being in all of them from start, the middle and the end. 
It's not your circumstances that are dictating them. It's really who made you. You're going back to the factory. The Ford was made at the Ford factory. You were made in God's factory. So with this attitude, your personal and work relationships will explode to new levels of peace, success, and satisfaction. Because through the intertwining of the body, mind, and spirit, a greater sense of awareness will coalesce within the depths of your heart that will bring about new levels of empathy and love and awakening towards others and all of the things around you. You'll see the birds differently. You'll see people who have troubles, even people who are rude to you, you'll see differently. I went through this transformation since about 2006 when I went to spiritual i basically said god the circumstances are too great to handle i feel like committing suicide what do i do this was 10 years ago he then said right come and follow me i followed him yes i've lost mum through that i've lost tragedies lost seven figures in the last five or six years financially but at the same time I've come out with hope, come out with more joy and more purpose than I've ever had. I very rarely get a moment of depression because I'm in purpose. And this is going out to somebody when you coalesce. I have seen, I've walked through the valley of the shadow of death. So it really will change the way you see the sky, the way you see the birds, the way you see people of another race, the way you see people at work, your opportunities, your daughter that's still driving you crazy because she's still living at home all of these things it's within this mood that you'll have more love and empathy towards people so you will be a change agent you'll be an effective person let's talk about effectiveness as opposed to efficiency efficiency as i say could mean someone is a mass murderer and they clean their tools after that that's efficient effective is someone who's useful for the kingdom of god that's effective so it's low maintenance but high efficiency low maintenance but high impact it's within the, this, and that's really what God wants for all of us. He wants low maintenance. In other words, he doesn't have to worry over not trusting us, but, but high, high impact, be impactful, changing the world. So it's within this mood of balance that judgment will be made into acceptance. You'll no longer judge things. You'll accept them for what they are. They may not be right, but you'll say, right, this is what it is. I'm not going to judge it as being good or bad. You'll be the change agent. Your arguments will be made into discussions. Taking to get will be made into adding. What can I do for you? What can I do for you, God? What can I do for you? It's not going to be all about taking a commission and how much money you're earning. It's going to be more about if someone's hungry, let me feed them. If someone's lame, let me help them walk across the street. If there's children in a in a in a, a you know in a stroller let me open the door for the mother let me hold the coffee while she can balance everything all of these things will, will, will help you you know your life will be full of more internal satisfaction and joyousness as your mind will have less of the committee less of the mind chatter and negative self-talk you'll find a new grace in your communicative skills you'll no longer be making a movie in your mind with all the noise and the chatter previously present from your mind's committee your attention will be more focused as you have quietened down all the internal negative influences that we have. So during your interactions with others, you'll be more present because you'll no longer be governed and triggered by the things running around in your head as you'll be experiencing forgiveness and freedom for past hurts and transgressions towards you. Just as God says, forgive me my trespasses as I forgive those that trespass against me. It's all about releasing, letting go, letting go to let him take over. You'll be more aware of other people reacting off one another, but you'll not get ensnared by it. If people are honking each other on the, in the roads or rude back, you will observe it. 
I observe it, but I don't get involved before I'd get involved with everybody else. So it's because you're no longer in the world. You're transformed by the renewing of the mind. So instead of making a choice, you'll make a choice really to communicate more freely. The outside world will no longer be a place that you'll seek for your answers as you'll be connected to your divine plan and purpose for you. It's in this increased state of being that you'll be driven really by the spirit and in so renewed and fulfilled to perpetuate a state of purpose in your life in all seasons. You'll be full of potential as you will realize that the things are not given to you at their potential, but full of the potential for you to manifest them. So you'll know there's a struggle. As you're in a state of oneness between you and God and purpose, you'll have a full life not drained by stress and fear. So you'll have a new perspective with a greater zest within you as your life will have a certain flow, not uncertainty. It'll have a certain flow that will be sustained in times of test as well as triumph. We need to be prepared really for the storms. Your days will be like waves splashing on a shoreline. One experience will set you up for another and interactions will now be a place to impart, learn and grow from. The mystery of your journey will have no horizon as your inner self will be guided through revelation in your experiences. As we experience, more is revealed to us. That's why life is a journey of steps. It's a pilgrimage to finding the better part of you, the metamorphosis. One thing is certain, ebbs of flow in life will always be there. I can't tell you a spirit-based life will not have trials and circumstances because the greater the purpose, the greater the enemy. That's for certain. But you'll be grounded in spirit and on a course to fulfill the plan and purpose for ending your life and its story successfully. You'll not be rocked. You'll still have all the problems, but you'll be dealing with them in a whole different way. And as I say, it's not the problems. It's our perspective in those problems that keeps us behind walls. And I'll put this again. It's it's a very important point to take away towards the end of the show, too. It isn't the problems, not the issue. It's who we focus on in the problem. Are we focusing friends, media, or our committee of the mind or the world, or are we focusing on God in those problems to take us to the promised land in an 11-day journey, which was 240 miles approximately, but not 40 years? That's why many of us are living behind walls. That really is the where we're landing the plane. So your greater awareness has become the consciousness that no longer keeps you a prisoner of your mind. That's why I recommend you get out of mind jail. The mind that had previously held you in limitation has been taken, has taken on as being really the reality of you in the spirit has paved the way for a glorious journey. So you're no longer trapped in the mind, but you're in the spirit. You have opened the cell that has kept your mind prisoner and you're using all your abilities before to sabotage and restrict yourself. So just really to sum this up, you'll no longer be resisting change because your life will be less stressful. You'll be using these experiences not to define yourself, but as step ups, as opportunities, not setbacks. Your, your trend, basically, your, your setback will be your step up. So it's about changing your focus with all of those things. Resistance really is fear based. So we very often we need to just. Our new word really has to be persistence. I'm not going to resist because my persistence with my faith will see me through to all those things. So it's establishing that focus. I'm going to be persistent, not rely on the resistance that's kept me apart. So don't let resistance rule your life. The greater purpose is always in the persistence. You have to persist. It's been really great talking to you. I'm going to prepare a show next week about challenges that set us back and also one about success. So 
we need to work out which mountains we need to climb and which mountains we need to move. But it's all about focus. You really need to continue, continue relying not on what you see as your reference point, but the change agent you can be. Put your faith in God and all of these things will be, will be added to you, the peace, the joy, and the purpose and the plan. So you really have the tools to an entirely new way of living to a higher level by your new way of thinking. It's all about your thinking. And I will end up with this. It's been great talking to you. Thanks, God, for making again for making this happen. You can get the show again on just by putting in New Dimensions with an S at the end. It's available on iTunes. This show and all the previous podcasts are available. You can also buy the book from Amazon. You can access the show on the wonderful Voice America platform. And Galatians 6, 9, do, do not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, you shall reap a harvest if you don't lose heart. Do not lose heart, whether it's a marriage situation, whether you're addicted to drugs, whether you've lost somebody, somebody's passed away, whether you feel alone. Do not grow weary of doing good. Make that your default mode. I'm doing good because God loves me and he did, he did so first. And in due season, which doesn't mean your timetable, it means at the appointed time, you shall reap the fruit. But do not lose heart. Keep grounded. Do not focus on resistance. Focus on persistence. I love you. God loves you more. And I will talk to you in the next series. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. Please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week.